This is Monday, June 6th, and we pick up the theme from our worship service yesterday on how to invest in the coming generation. How can we lead our children and grandchildren to follow Christ? What kind of life that we live can most impact the generations to come? Now today we look at the most important verse of Scripture for the Jewish people. Now it's not the Ten Commandments of the law, nor is it the call of Abraham are the words the Lord shared with Moses when Moses met God at the burning bush. Hear the words from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Now, this verse is called the Shema by the Jewish people because that is the first word in Hebrew of this passage. The word Shema means hear or listen, or perhaps a better word in English is the old and now rarely used word hearken. Hearken means to hear and to obey, to respond to what you have heard. Now, notice that for the Jewish people, everything in their world and in their lives begins with the Lord. All of us will come to worship and honor someone or something in our lives. These people said, we know everything begins with God. There is no one to be worshipped apart from the Lord. Author David Foster Wallace remarked some years ago, In the day-to-day trenches of adult life, there is actually no such thing as atheism. There is no such thing as not worshipping. Everybody worships. The only choice we get is what to worship. Now, yes, all human beings worship something or someone. The question is, who or what will you worship? And because whatever you worship, will come, you will come to serve and honor with your life, this will determine the, the path that your life takes. Your children, if you have children, will know what you're giving yourself to. This is what you talk about, give your time to serve and your money to, and that you are passionate about. Now, here was the thing about the world at the time Moses gave these words to the Lord's people. The world was filled with different so-called gods. Every major thing in their world was under the control of a deity, or so they believed. The sun, the moon, the rain, the skies, the crops... And ancient people did their best to please the gods with the hope that life would go well for them. So imagine waking up in the morning and going out to draw water. You would pray to the god that controlled the waters. Along the way, you would pass the trees and you would pray to the deity that controlled the trees. So you can imagine their lives were filled with these gods that they worshipped and served. Their lives were dominated by keeping the gods happy, by doing whatever they could to gain the favor of the gods. Imagine the complexity and also the hopelessness. Ancient cultures believed that the gods made people because they needed someone to serve them, to bring them food at the temple, and so on. But here's what happened to the Jewish people. God revealed himself in such a way that they knew there was only one true and living God, the Lord. All aspects of life are under control of the Lord. Yes, the sun and moon, the trees, 
and the waters too. The Lord God created all of these things, and he sustains the sun and the moon and the stars and keeps them in place. And the Lord didn't create people to serve him. He actually doesn't need anything, but is all-sufficient in himself. But instead, he, he gave people, he set his image on people. He made us image bearers in the world he made. Here's Psalm 8. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Yet you made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. Now this really is an amazing text, and there's nothing like it in the world. So the Shema calls us to worship the only true and living God. In God we live and move and have our being. This is why life is to be oriented Godward in every way. We are to hearken to God and his word. Now the Lord does not give us images that we might see him. Our faith is not visual, but audible. We do not see and believe, we hear and understand and then we follow. The Lord speaks to us his word to guide us, and he calls upon us to listen to him and to obey. Yes, God bridges the gap between eternity, where he dwells, and time, where we live, with his word, his voice. God's method of connection to the world is just that, his word. We are told that when Jesus came into the world, the Word took on human flesh. The Word became visible and present. So as we begin this week learning about how children are to be nurtured in the faith, we begin with God and His Word. We stand with other believers that have for thousands of years listened to the voice of God that they might walk in His ways and enjoy His fellowship. For everything begins with God. Our life with Him starts with listening. Actually, faith flows from listening to the Lord and to His Word, hearkening to His voice. Now today we live pretty much in a visual world, a world filled with screens and images. But God communicates through the Word, with His voice, to a people willing and ready to hear. The most important thing we can do to impact the generations that follow us is to ourselves walk with God, to listen to his word, and live with him at the center of our lives. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you that you are here and you are not silent. We long to hear your voice that we might know you, that we might learn your ways and enjoy communion with you. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.